The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. So I heard a story today, which I'm going to repeat because it was told to me by someone that I trust very much. He, his name is Rabbi Auerbach, and he is the head of Bear Miriam, a seminary for girls. Kosher guy. And he called me up today, and he was like, Rabbi Wallstein, I know that you speak and you tell over things. This is something that you must, you must repeat. So here, it's not coming from some kid or someone that might have made this up. So he says his daughter, Rabbi Auerbach's daughter, works, works in an office. And one of, the girl, one of the women in the office came into the office yesterday or the day before. Mom was like shaken up. And they said, well, you look, like, you look like something. What happened? So she said, my brother is in the Golani Brigade. And he's in, he's in, he's in right now in Gaza. And his job, his unit's job is to go into the tunnels and get these guys out. I mean, that's like the hardest job that there is. So the girl, so the girl, so the girl says that her brother, there's a unit of 25, these Golani guys, Golani Brigade, and they had to go into this house that had a tunnel in the house, and that's where the opening to the tunnel was. And so it's interesting, the Israeli army, the officers go first. They don't send the guys in first, they go first. Yeah, that's, that's how it is. I think, if I remember correctly, David Amela and his armies, he went first. Usually, he talks about it. In the other armies, the guy, the generals are in the back. And they send the soldiers. And the Dalai he was in the front. And all the, the big people were in front. Anyway, so this unit goes into this house. And uh, so there's 25 guys. So like six guys go in with the lieutenant or whatever he was, colonel, go in. And the other guys surround the house to make sure that the house is protected while they go into the tunnel. So the radio guy, like 15 minutes after they go in, he tries to reach his commanding officer. And there's no answer. And they're figuring, you know, the worst thing you do is get captured by these guys. So they're talking outside. What do we do? We should we go, do we go in? Do we stay out? He's not answering. They probably, we have to go in there and, and save. This is what she says. This is what her brother told her. So that her brother and the rest of the Hebra, they leave like four or five guys outside, and they go inside. They figure they're going to have a firefight. They're going to have to save their commanding officer. They walk in, and standing at the entrance of this hole that's going, this cave, is a rabbi. With a long beard, a long frock, like a black, with, he, he explains what it looks like, like a Hamburg, you know, one of those Shiva hats, standing there. I guess the sergeant, whatever, he says, what are you doing in Gaza? Like, what are you doing in this house? What are you doing in this house? And this is what he says. And Rabbi Auerbach doesn't tell stories. These are culture of people. He says, so this man who looked like this tzaddik, listen, said to them, you must get out of the house now, or else in Ivrit. Ivrit be Ivrit. If you don't get out of the house now, there will be many widows, amanot, and many widows and orphans. You have to leave now. So the sergeant says, we cannot leave now. We have to go into the tunnel to find out where our boys are, where they, where they are. And he said, no, I'm not, you're not going into the tunnel. You have to leave the house now. And this Soldier says, you don't understand. It's our commanding officer. We're not leaving without him. And this man's blocking the, the doorway to this. This rabbi's blocking the doorway to this tunnel. And he says, I'm really sorry, rabbi, but I got to get you out of the way. And he puts his hands to pull the rabbi out of the way. And his hands go right through him. There's nothing there. And all the guys are standing there. And they're like, hey, right, you can't believe such a thing. All the guys are standing there. And they're like, what are we watching over here? Who is this? What is this? What? Just tell just the story. She, he called me today to tell me the story. So, so, wait, not finished. So, 
these guys are like in total shock. The commanding officer now is coming out of the tunnel. I guess for some reason the radios didn't work that deep, whatever it was. He's coming out of the tunnel, and this guy is still standing there. And the commander says, what do you He's a commander. He says, why is there a rabbi in here? What's going on over here? And he tries to push him out of the way, and he just walks right through him. And the six guys walk right through this thing that's talking to them. And he turns around to all of them. He says, I'm begging you. You must leave the house now. And they're all freaked out. I don't even want to tell you another part of it because then you totally won't believe the story. But the way he says it over is that when he was talking, this malach, whoever it was, was talking, that from his mouth was coming fire. And they're all looking at this and they've never seen anything. Some of them are dati, some of them are not. They're totally freaking out. And he's like, he's like, get out now. And they all run out. He said they were mamish 20 steps out of the house and the thing blew sky high. And he called his sister, because I guess his sister, maybe she's home. And he said, I just saw a malach. And the whole unit, it seems to be that they're, talk, they're telling everyone about this. Apparently people think they're crazy, but they're telling, people, they're telling everyone about this. And these guys saw a malach, let's say they're alive. And, you know, I know a soldier. I know a guy that was a soldier, a young guy, that was in my office for a few months. He came to be with his cousin. And he was in Lebanon. And he told me that his unit, young guy, that his unit was being shot at by, in Lebanon. And they were running to, to go into a house to protect themselves. And as they're coming to the door of the house, there's this old lady dressed in black, looked like an Arab, right? And she turned to them and she said, not this house. This house is a death trap, whatever it was. And they're like, should they? A death trap. So it's a, it's a, it's a trap. And they looked at her and, and they were like, maybe she's just, it's not a death trap, she's setting us up. And he said that, he said, when we looked at her, he realized that she wasn't an Arab. She, mama, she, we saw her face for a second. She looked like a very holy, like, like you think Sari Mena would look like. And she said, listen to what I'm saying. Don't go into this house. And they ran down the block, right? And the mortar shells and it was shooting, it was chasing it, whatever it is. And they turned around and that house went kabunga. They blew it up. It was a trap. And the woman was not there. And so they turned around. She was not there. And he said that we came back and we started telling these stories. And he's like, well, the next unit, we wanted to go somewhere. And there was some woman who told them not this house. And then the next unit, they're all sitting here talking. And one unit is telling another unit, this same lady was, was 20 miles away 10 minutes later. So in this destruction and in this war that's going on, there's many Nisan Vinifloys that the Kurdish Baruch was doing outside of the missiles. I said, I said last night that, you know, we're all saying Shir Hamalos and we're all praying after davening and during davening. Hashem should protect our soldiers. That's Bakasha. We're asking for stuff. But you also have to have a Kara. You have to have a Kara So outside of that, we have to thank Hegel Hashem Kitov that, that there are two and a half thousand missiles Hashem made land in fields, not blow up, ended up falling back in, in Gaza. And it's mamish like the miracle when the Mitzrayim was shooting spears at us. It's the same, it's, you know, it's the same miracle. We have to go past the Iron Dome. We have to see and say that Arabs don't know what they're doing. They know how to shoot. There, 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 there were places where they shot the American embassies and they, they killed hundred in Saudi Arabia. They know, they know how to blow people up. They, they know how to kill people. So we have to, outside of, and that's why when I heard yesterday that more missiles landed in Israel than ever, that the Iron Dome did not take down, I felt that maybe we're just not giving across the Tov. You know, we're asking, save us this, that, and the other thing. 
we're not appreciating the miracles that Kodesh Baruch is doing for us. So I think in everybody's tefillah, when you say modem or whenever, that we have to thank Hashem and say, we know what, who's really like, like, like the head of Hamas. We know who's playing with the missiles. It ain't Hamas. It's a Kodesh Baruch We have to have a lot of our, we have to have a lot of our for Kodesh Baruch Anyway, that's the story I heard today, and I'm sure we'll hear many, many stories. So you hear many stories, but this came from a very reliable source. Now you're now you're Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.